God with us. And this is going to be a shorter service today, as long as I can remember to preach shorter, so we'll see how it goes. But we're going to talk, just highlight some of the things that we have been focusing on, and God with us, and God with us is hope and love and joy and peace. And so I want to just recap really quickly for us. Let's look in Romans chapter 15 verse 13, and we're going to get into the very first thing today, a reminder for us that God with us is hope, hope. And I'm telling you, we need some hope in our world and in our lives, and we need to remember where the source of that hope comes. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you. May the God of hope fill you. Listen, hope is something that is given to us by God, by God's nearness to us. And the thing that we need to remember about hope and the thing I want to encourage you in when it comes to hope is that it has been given to us and then we must nurture it right? We must nurture the hope that's inside of us. And we nurture hope through thankfulness, through gratitude, through our sharing of hope with others, because nurtured hope multiplies. Now, I have like, you know, you're supposed to have like little antidotes for these things to kind of help us remember it. Well, when it comes to things growing, I, I don't grow things very well, except for children. They're doing pretty good and growing well. But like plants, plants I don't grow well. Um, somebody a long time ago gave me, gave me one of those like sourdough kits that you're supposed to like grow the bread. I'm sorry. It, it, it went in the trash. It did not happen. I, I cannot even grow something that you're just supposed to sit on your counter and watch it grow. I can't grow a succulent. They're supposed to need nothing. I can kill an air plant, which only needs air. I don't know how. So I'm going to throw this out there, but I'm speaking completely from things I know nothing about. When it comes to nurturing something that has been planted, right, you have to tend to it, right? You have to water it and then give it fertilizer. And you have to follow the instructions and tend to it so that it grows, right? To some of you, I should have had you give it. Miss Lorraine is like a master gardener. She has won awards for her plants. She knows how to make things grow, right? And listen, you have to have somebody who has the patience to nurture it. It's hard to nurture hope when we are living in a hopeless world. When people live in, oh, this is the worst, there's nothing that could be worse, and we live in a hopeless place, but we have a hopeful God who has given us hope, and so we have to nurture that hope by gratefulness and thankfulness, and so we water hope by gratitude. Thank you, God, that I have something. Thank you, God, that you have given me provision. Thank you, God, for the family and friends that I do have, and we water that hope, and we tend to it, and we nurture it, and as it grows and it multiplies, then it encourages other people. Because sometimes we need another person's hope. 
And the thing that I've been reminded about throughout this whole series, and I hope you catch today as we're going through this, is that God gives these things to us. But the more that we are together, the stronger all of these things are. And hope is great when we possess it as one person. But when our hope unites with other people's hope, then we can have a hope-filled impact on the world around us. And so it's better when we connect together. So listen, nurture your hope this year. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord and remind yourself of the good things that God has done and be hope-filled. God with us brings love. God with us brings love. Pastor Jeremy preached a great message on this. I want to read for you 1 John chapter 4, verses 16 and 19. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God. God abides in him. We love because he first loved us. This is love. God is love. It is love for us. It is love within us. It is love through us. It is miraculous and transformative love. Let me tell you something. There is nothing more transformative than when someone loves you when you are unlovable. There is nothing more transformative than when you are at your most broken, most distraught, worst, that someone looks at you and says, I still love you. There's nothing more transformative than that. And man, I am thankful for the people who have loved me at my unloveliest. That kind of love is transformative. And when we respond to that kind of love, it increases our capacity to then love other people. Man, when I begin to reflect on the ways that God has loved me, it sure helps me love other people. Because when I remember how unlovely I can be, it helps me be loving towards those who seem unlovable. Because I am chief among them. And so as we go into this Christmas season and then carry on this expectation of God's return, we have to be bearers and bringers of the love that we have received. We have received it, and we must grow in it, and we must bring it to other people because this is the love that we have experienced. God with us is love. And no matter how awful someone may be, I have to know and believe because of my own life and my own experiences that if they could just know true, transformative, powerful love, that that could all change. Because I believe in that powerful love. Because I know what it's done for me. And I know what it's done for so many of you. And I know what it has done for so many people. And I believe in that power. Listen, we are in Advent. We are awaiting the coming Christ. So therefore, we must believe in the power of what is coming. We have to believe in the power of love. We have to believe in the power of hope. We have to believe in it. Otherwise, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for if we're not waiting for that? God with us brings joy. 
1 Peter 1, verses 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. It is a deep joy that is connected to the roots of coming to know our Savior. And we can choose joy. And we need to remember that joy is not the same thing as happiness. It's not the same thing as happiness. Happiness comes, happiness goes. Remember, Charles Schultz says happiness is a warm puppy. But if you've had a puppy, they grow up. And then you're like, why did I do this, right? Happiness comes and happiness goes. And so happiness is not the same thing as joy. Joy is tied to a Savior. And joy is a choice that we make, even though trouble and pain swirl around in us and around us, because we know that he is always with us. And he is in the business of healing hearts and minds and lives. And so we can have this joy that comes from within us. It's not an obnoxious happiness. It's not something that says, I don't feel the sorrow. It does not deny pain. It does not deny hardship. It simply is rooted in something that is beyond the pain and beyond the hardship that tells me this isn't forever. My kingdom is coming. My loved ones will be waiting for me. There is joy to be had on this life as I wait for the life that is to come. And so I choose to walk in the joy of a Savior who saved me, who loved me, and who is coming again. And I can make that choice. God with us brings peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to listen carefully to what this says. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will do what? Will it make all your situation better? where it fix everything, where it make whatever you're worried about disappear. No, it will guard your heart and mind. Peace guards your heart and mind. We have access to this peace because God is with us. So even in the dark nights, even in the fierce storms, we can find the settling presence of God. That's peace. Peace is not the absence of trouble. It's the protection that comes in the midst of the trouble. And we need to see and understand that. So many times we put these expectations on God that were not promised to his son on earth, so they are not promised to us. We are not promised a life without suffering and hardship and challenges, but we are promised the peace of God that will protect our hearts and our minds as we deal with what 
what comes against us. So we are not promised life without trouble, but we are promised peace in the midst of every situation. Peace is what settles my soul even when my flesh is shaking. My flesh will still shake. My body will still be weak, but my soul can be settled. That's where that song comes from. It is well with my soul because that is what is protected and guarded by the peace of God even when everything else is not. And so God with us brings peace. The final thing we're talking about today, God with us brings Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in the cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I love this little passage of scripture. I also know that it was not written by a woman because that little thing, it says, and she gave birth to her firstborn. There's so much more to that story, right? There's so much more that happened there. No one just gives birth, right? I don't know if it's because I had five aunts and they used to talk about birth stories all the time, but I love the simpleness and profoundness that surrounds this glorious moment, right? Mary gave birth, and birthing something is traumatic and hard and difficult, and yet she did it, and because Jesus was born, when he entered the earth, then hope entered, and love entered, and joy entered, and peace entered, all because the miracle came. Jesus was born. In just that moment, the miracle came. Jesus is the fulfillment of our hope. He is the embodiment of love. He is the source of joy. He is our peace, and he is our life. Jesus is the giver of life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is Alpha and Omega. He came and he will come again. And while we wait, he is with us. Because the miracle came. Because Jesus came. We have a hope that is anchored and growing in the face of chaos. Because he came, we have a love that is rooted not in who we are or what we do, but in who he is that cannot be changed or destroyed. Because he came, we have an unchangeable, gracious love that we get to experience. Because he came, we have a joy that is not rooted in what happens to us, but is rooted in the faith and hope of a coming kingdom. Because he came, we have joy. Because he came, we have peace that surpasses all understanding, and it guards us and it protects us so that no matter what we walk through, we actually do walk through. That is because he came. What is this life brought to us by God who is with us? Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been made right 
in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to the sharing of God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for they know we know that they help us to develop endurance and endurance that develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. This is the life that was brought to us, a life of peace and joy and hope and love. This is God with us, not just at Christmas, but every single day on Mondays, God is hope and love and joy and peace. At the dark moments, God is hope and love and joy and peace. At every single moment, the miracle came. He has come, and now we have hope and love and joy and peace. And I have yet to meet a problem that hope, love, joy, and peace don't help me walk through. I have yet to meet a problem that joy does not walk me through. That hope does not walk me through. That his peace and love do not walk me through. I have yet to face anything that Jesus hasn't walked me through. That is the promise of God with us. Today we are going to partake of communion. And I want to read these couple verses for us as we prepare to take communion. Megan is going to come today, and while we take communion, she's going to be singing a song that, that she wrote that the Lord gave to her, which is li- just literally encapsulates everything that this series has been about. And so I'm excited for her to share this with us today. And so as you're taking communions, I encourage you to just listen today to this song and be blessed and encouraged by it. But I want to read these couple verses to us today as we prepare for communion, prepare to wind down this day, go in to Christmas. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. I was already told by several little kids this morning, tomorrow is Christmas Eve, right? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So let's look at Luke chapter 2. Verses 10 through 14. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. And then just some 30 plus years later, Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 29. While they were eating this same baby, this Miracle all grown up for us. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. 
Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. A promise was made, and a promise was fulfilled on the night that Jesus came. A new covenant was made upon that cross, and there is a kingdom that is coming to fulfill that covenant. And while we wait, we have hope and love and joy and peace because we have Jesus. Amen.